these entrepreneurs are basically trying to become graphic designers and web designers and like branding experts on top of running their business on top of having a day job. So they need something I always say kind of like the for dummies books. Yes. Where it's right. like it's not that you're stupid, it's just like you just need like the bare bones like I from entrepreneurial business owner perspective, what do I need to know and practically how do I implement it? And there's really nothing like that out there. I want to be my current self from this point forward. I want to learn how to play piano. Working with human beings, drinking wine in the middle of the day. I want to be a Driver. I'm going to be the next greatest painter. Just kind of work with kids, getting them ahead in life. I want to be a welder. I want to be a beach bum. I want to be a baseball player. Brewmaster. A winemaker. Professional snuggler. Let me mention those sweet, hot lavender baths and writing in the evening. What's up, everybody? My name is Blake Fletcher, and this is the Half Hour Intern Podcast, where we explore the interesting paths people take in life. In today's episode, I speak with Jen Murray, who is a uh, graphic designer by trade and recently came up with a fantastic idea to help, um, honestly, people like me uh, out in the world, but basically any sort of entrepreneur or a small business owner that really has no sort of graphic design or branding experience or doesn't really know what the heck they're doing when they're creating a website or anything like that. Basically, there's a huge knowledge gap. You know that you can spend a lot of money and hire somebody to help with logos, branding, things like that. Or if you don't have a lot of money or you just want more control over the whole process and you want to do it yourself, you are stuck spending weeks and months and potentially the rest of your life on the internet trying to find out how to have like tight cohesive branding and how to have a good website and things like that and all the uh, meanwhile you're you're reading conflicting information from different sources and you don't really know if what you're doing is good so uh jen noticing this like these being the only two options and neither of them being exactly what a lot of people would want decided to create a website called design for the business mind where she helps people that would like to di uh, DIY their own website design, branding, logos, anything like that. So she makes various eBooks. She makes, uh, uh, like free, uh, resources that you can tap into. She also can do consultations with small business owners to help them out with their branding. Basically just trying to get people the exact information that they need and not really overwhelm them enough information to, to make them feel comfortable and confident with the choices that they make as a new entrepreneur in creating a web presence and in branding and an identity for themselves. So anyways, really cool idea. She'll explain all of that to us in today's episode and, uh, and go over some some common branding mistakes and website mistakes and and how you can make a good website and how you can make good branding and things like that. So without further ado, here is DIY Web Design and Brand Manager. Jen, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. It's so great to be here, Blake. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So you and I were talking a bit before we got started and something that you said that I enjoyed so much was that the reason that you wanted to start helping people and doing what you're doing now in the sort of like branding and website and design world is that you saw this huge gap between people that had money that were able to to hire people to do things for them and and then people that just don't have that money and they're like trying so hard (laughs) to do these things themselves but they don't really know what they're doing and you're like there's no there's no real like in between there and it just strikes me that that's basically like everything in life. <laughs> like you either have money to get some really professional version of something or you got to try to do it yourself. And there's not a lot of these in-between things. So first of all, I just want to say like what a good idea you have and that there should be a, a lot of businesses like yours, you know, like for a lot of things out there in the world. Um, 
Like maybe like uh, I, I I'm now picturing like a retired old like 80 year old handyman for a house or something. Like he just comes over and watches you fix your own house. You know, but he like makes sure that you don't screw up or something like that. It's like there's right. like a lot of uh, a lot of need for things like that, and it's really smart of you to figure this out. So um, I guess why don't you tell us a little bit about the origin and like the thought process that went through your head, and uh, and then if you want to start with just how it is that you're helping people. Um, right now uh tackle their own design and stuff yeah absolutely so actually i stumbled upon this um whole idea through helping a friend with her business um my friend linda who you also had on the show yeah that's how you were was she uh was setting up her website because like so many entrepreneurs out there you're starting out you know it's your own business you're working out of your home so of course it's super important for you to have a really nice website to showcase your company So she did what a lot of people do. She got on Squarespace, she picked out a template, and she started plugging in the content that she knew she wanted to have on her site. And she had a really good plan of the content she wanted. Like she knew she wanted to have a sidebar with her blog post to show up. She knew she wanted to have a prominent sign up for her newsletter. She knew what services she wanted to showcase. But as she was trying to plug that content into that template, she just got so frustrated because she she knew what a good website should look like, but yet no matter how hard she tried, she couldn't get hers to, to fit. Yes, this and, is the hard part for any entrepreneur. <laughs> like that happens to literally every entrepreneur. It, like you have this idea in your head of the way that you want things to look, and unless you hire somebody and pay a lot of money and you say, do this exact thing that I have in my head, then it's probably not going to come out the way you have it in your head because you don't have the skills to make it the way it's in your head. And also, why would you pay somebody a lot of money when you hire them to just do what's in your head? You know, it's like, okay, if I'm going to hire an artist, then I guess I should like cede all creativity to them type of thing, you know, because that's what I'm paying them for. So that's like, I guess that's yet another gap is that you want to have control over things yourself and yet you feel like you can't, which is hard. Well, the thing with helping her was, I mean, you know, she since she had a web design friend, of course, she reached out to me and was like, hey, can you give me some help? I'm just so frustrated. And when I went in and looked at her content, I looked at her template, I was like, oh, you actually have what we in the biz call content strategy, which is amazing. Like a lot of people don't have a good sense of what content they want on their website. And you do, you've thought about it. The problem is, is you're trying to fit that content into a template that's not going to work with your content. So I just went into Squarespace and looked at other templates and found her one that worked with her content strategy because most people don't realize that. They just think they pick a template and I start plugging my stuff in. Actually, you need to take in consideration what content you want first Mm. and then find a template that will work with it. And so once I went in and found that for her and we changed it up, she ended up with this really amazing website. And so from helping her and from other stories that she was coming across with other people she knew had similar problems, I just stumbled upon this need of, hey, there needs to be something in between for the solo entrepreneur where like, they can just get basic help because Linda didn't really need to hire a professional. She just needed that extra knowledge of, oh, you have a content strategy. Let's find a template that goes with the content strategy, not you just need somebody to design a site for you. Right, right. So when you say content strategy, do you mean something along the lines of like, okay, I think that my website is going to have a lot of photos or it's going to have a lot of text or like this area is going to have a lot of text. This area is going to have a lot of photos, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's basically deciding what content 
you want on your website, like actually making a list. And I, I actually put an e-guide that's for free up on my website um, that people could go to that actually goes into this more in more depth. The e-guide's called Three Website Mistakes to Absolutely Avoid, and this is one of them, is not doing your content strategy first before you go and build your site. It's basically just making a list. It's sitting down and going, I know I'm going to have like a photo gallery. I know I'm going to have like these three services with, you know, this amount of text about them that I need to explain. Just making a list. It's like your grocery list for your website. And so then you can make a more informed decision when you go to pick a template. Right, right. Okay, cool. I would love to get more into uh, the mistakes that people make, but I'll save that for later. Right now, let's talk about good things and not bad things. So, um, like, what in your mind makes for a good website? Like, what are some of just the really core foundational things that can, like, pour over onto any good website? Websites are all about the user experience, which is just a term that means it's easy for the visitor to navigate and use your website. So, you know, when we, we build our, our own websites for our own company, we're kind of in the mindset of it's my company, it's my website, it's kind of about me. And actually, the truth is it's, it is, but it isn't. It's about the user or the visitor that's going to be on your website. So it's very important to make sure that you have a well-organized website so your navigation makes sense, people can find things, um, you're not smushing a lot onto a page to the point where, you know, it's hard for somebody to find what they're looking for. Um, you want to take into account the experience on like smartphones because everybody is on mobile now. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're looking at your site, not just at desktop, but on your preview it on your phone and make sure that your buttons are big enough that people can e- easily click them with their finger. You're not hiding links. So it's it's more about making sure that, I mean, if people can't use your website or find the information they need when they go to it, there's it, it's why do you have it? So Yeah, totally. Something I've been thinking about a lot lately and, and that I want to start changing on my own website, and I don't know if this is something that you see a lot um, because you pay attention to these things, but I've just noticed recently like how many websites I will end up on and... I realized that like I don't even really know everything that they have to offer and exactly like what they're doing like when I'm on the website and I I always I always felt like when I first made my website like nobody is going to end up on my website that didn't purposely want to end up here so I don't have to be that explicit about like this is half hour intern this is a podcast blah 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 because they know like they're here why else would they be here they must know that. And then recently, like, I've been ending up on, I don't know how I'm ending up on these websites. I don't know, but it's like, I'm on a website and it's like, I don't entirely understand all of what they do and stuff. And I'm like, damn, like, I should, I I need to somehow make the homepage more complete. Like, you know, like, tell more of a story of of what the hell someone's looking at if they just happen to end up here and they don't know what they're looking at, you know? Yeah, exactly. And my my e-guide also goes into that, the free one I mentioned earlier. Um, cause your homepage is very important. I think a lot of one of the, and this goes into one of the common mistakes. So I don't know if you want to go in there yeah, let's right do now, it. Go but, for it. um, one of the most common mistakes, and this happens not just with solo entrepreneurs, but it's one of the things as does professional designers. We, we kind of fight with, with companies all the time is everybody wants to throw everything on the homepage cause they feel like if I put it on the homepage, nobody will miss it. Like, and so everybody wants a piece of it, but the purpose of your homepage isn't to have so much stuff that people don't 
understand what's going on because that's ultimately what happens is it just creates chaos. Mm -hmm. Your homepage should explain real simply, like, this is who we are, this is what we do. And then what's really great is if you have testimonials or like you'll see some um, people use company logos that they have as clients at the bottom. It's like, oh, and this is who we do it with or who says we do really great work. Mm. So it's more like a it's more like a quick showcase and not so much like let's just stuff all of the stuff in the front display window because we think everybody's going to notice everything that's there because that's actually the exact opposite of what happens. Right. So showcasing a little bit about what you're about and who who are the people out there that are currently care about that and everything. And then if you want to know more info, like all of that would just be links. Yeah, just make it very simple and straightforward. This is who we are. This is what we do. And these are, you know, testimonials or people that we do it with that you might recognize. All right. Now, you help with branding things as well, correct? Yes. So what are some tips in terms of branding? I I guess let me ask a more specific question. What in your mind, I guess, makes for good, cohesive branding? I'm going to throw this really great resource out there. This is actually a book that got me into branding, and it's anybody can read it. You don't have to be like a business or branding expert. But Killer Brands by Frank Lane is a must read for any business owner. Um, This is a guy who's well known in the industry. He's been doing this for years. But he breaks it down into three simple words, which is Killer Branding is focus, it's alignment, and it's linkage. the thing about branding is is you have to know how your company is different from everybody else. Um, how is it going to stand out? Why is it different? What are you offering that's different from everybody else? And his process in that book, that focus, alignment, and linkage, helps you to go through that process on your own. He has a, he has a worksheet process in the book. Um, you know, focus is all about just really helping you say, okay, this is the way that I'm different than everybody else. And then the alignment is saying, okay, now that I know that differentiation, how do I connect that um, to the message that I'm going to be sending to the market? And then linkage is how you get to that place where people just immediately recognize your, your brand or company with your product and service because you clearly defined your differentiation and you've done your marketing and your alignment so well that it clearly sends that message and so it's linked it ends up being a linked and that's what branding is all about it's about understanding how you're different what you are and what you do and then clearly communicating that to your target audience if that makes sense totally what are some companies that you think are doing that really well um so i recently started using the headspace app yeah i don't know yeah And um, when I went to their website and started using their app, I was like, this is this is one of like the best examples of branding I've seen recently, because, I mean, they're doing something that's about mental health, which is very tricky, tricky to brand. Right. Because you it's it could be a very depressing sort of topic. So you don't want to lean that way. Um, You don't want to be too like off the cheek or, you know to the point where you might be making fun at something. Right. But they just found like that line in between where it's like, okay, we're going to make it like comical and fun. Um, they use a lot of like illustration work in their branding. They have like those really cute videos. So it it's fun, 
but it's not, it's done in a way where it's like comforting fun. Yes. Like it's, it's, it's just whoever did that. I'm very impressed. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> totally great. agree. And like you said, it's really cohesive amongst like everything that they do. Um, yeah, I actually had a guy on the show who, who worked for Headspace. He was their culture manager. He was great. Um, yeah, that's such a good company. Yeah, I was very impressed. What are some common mistakes that people make on the branding side that you see? Um, I think one of the most common things is, and we sort of touched on this earlier, is just it's it's about um, your company and what you do, but not so much about your personal preferences. I think one of the hardest things with branding and design is that it's very subjective. And so sometimes business owners, when they're thinking about their logo or thinking about color palette for their website, they're like, oh, well, I like, personally, I like these certain colors. And so I'm going to use that in my branding. But certain colors mean certain things. So maybe that's really not the best color palette for your company, depending on what it's offering. Um, it's it's really hard not to because it's your company. <laughs> so you yeah. feel like you should have some sort of personal expression. And I'm not saying you can't. But that's one of the most important things to remember is, you know, the purpose of your branding is to accurately represent your company and at the same time connect that with your target audience. So sometimes our personal preferences kind of have to take a back seat in order to make sure that we're getting the word out about who we are and what we do. Yeah, that's such a good point. Um, I guess that get just that just gets back to the whole entire like consistency and cohesive thing that like if let's say your brand is all about being um like energetic and energized and whatever and you decide to make this whole blog post about how you just had like the most relaxing weekend it's like well that's probably not the best thing for your like energetic brand and that might be exactly (laughs) what you did this weekend that's really great and like uh i'm sure people want to hear about it but it's just not cohesive you know and like I, i guess that doesn't help very much yeah, or if like think about Headspace, you know, they use like those bright oranges because orange is it means like cheery and it means like energy and so that's a good that's a good kind of visual message for their brand. But if they done something like a like a really soupy pea green or something that was more depressing, that really wouldn't jive with who they are and what they're doing. Yeah, hundred percent. Totally. So these things, like all of these trainings that you have for people um, in order to help them kind of dial in their branding or make a better website for themselves. Um, uh, do uh, Like you said, like you're trying to fill in that gap between hiring somebody that's a pro and someone that just doesn't know anything and doesn't know what the hell they're doing. So do those people that start out not knowing what the hell they're doing, do they need to have some level of something before they come to you or and you help them or can is it truly like any joe schmo off the street starting a company like you would basically be helping them out my plan is to be there for joe schmo um and you know i'm still i'm still trying to get my products launched and up but i will have like you know little e-guides that people can buy so if let's say you're ready to start designing your business logo and you don't know anything about logos. Well, there could be an e-guide bundle with like three e-guides in it that will cover like three major topics that I know that you should know before you start in on your logo. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's, I mean, that's the thing. Like these entrepreneurs are basically trying to become graphic designers and web designers and like branding experts 
on top of running their business, on top of having a day job. So they need something, I always say, kind of like the For Dummies books. Yes, Where it's right. like, it's not that you're stupid. It's just like, you just need like the bare bones, like I, from entrepreneurial business owner perspective, what do I need to know and practically how do I implement it? And there's really nothing like that out there. So that's my intention is to fill it fill that gap. I'm so happy to hear you say that. I can't tell you how many times through this journey that I've had where I learned something one day from a designer, from somebody tech-wise, or you know, some random thing that applies to my business in some way and every time I'm like kicking myself that I didn't know that thing before. You know, it's like why why are you the first person telling me this? Like how did I not know this before? And I so many people like like so many graphic designers or so many people who are into tech or so many whatever, it's like they 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 don't know the right things to t- like they don't know how to strip it down for dumb people like like people really do need books for dummies like you were saying like <laughs> there's only so much that you really like if you really do want to run your own business by yourself um and let's say it's just going to be a local business wherever you live you don't need to know everything like you just don't like you don't need to have the greatest website on the history of the planet you know like you don't need to be competing with headspace maybe maybe one day you will who knows like that's great but they're just getting some like I would imagine some basic, really cool, good things that you could do and make your brand and make your website and make your everything a lot less crappy if someone just gave you a little bit of info, you know, or just or save you time and frustration. Um, I did a survey um, when I was re- researching all of this. And one of the ladies that responded, she's like, well, I, I did my logo in Photoshop and then realized later on or found out later on I should have done an illustrator because there's diff- there's re- technical reasons why. And I was like, oh, I feel so bad for her. Like all she just needed to know was if you're doing a logo, do it in this program and here's why. And like that piece of information was missing. And so she wasted all that precious time yeah, totally, doing right? it in the wrong program. Yeah. So let's talk about logos for a second. Because to me, that would almost be like a whole separate thing. Is that a whole separate thing? Are you also working on trying to help people with logos and stuff? Or is that does that kind of still need to be something where you have to hire a graphic designer such as yourself to actually make a logo for you? No, I want to try and... Um offer some advice on on logos because um, even if you're hiring a professional, I, I, I want to equip people with, here's the things you should know go, going into looking for a logo professional. Um, and there's also some tips on the do-it-yourself side too. Hmm. So let's talk about some of both of those actually. So one, I guess, what tips would you have for people that were looking for a graphic designer to do a logo for them? First off, you want to make sure you take a really good look at portfolios. Um, And this would also apply to web design, too. Uh, Every designer has their own style. You know, they might do logos for different companies. But if you look closely, you can probably see that they have, like, a certain style that's underneath all of their work. So you want to try to find a designer that has a portfolio that's around what you think you might like. I mean, you might not have a definite idea because, again, you're hiring a professional for a reason. But just try to gauge, like, if you're looking at the portfolio and like, eh, I don't really like what's in there. It's just not my style. Then don't reach out to them. Um, and the other thing is, too, is remember when you're hiring a designer for anything, you're also entering into a business arrangement just like you would with anybody else. So look for testimonials on their website. If they don't have testimonials, you know, maybe try to reach out to some of their past clients um, see where they're good with communication. Do they give you trouble when you ask for revisions? Some designers can tend to think, take things a little personally. Um, 
because it's a hard business. So look for those things too, because you're, you know, if you're stretching your dollars to hire a professional, you want to make sure that you're hiring a professional that's going to have a smooth relationship as possible. Yeah. Uh, just the, things, sorry, things like that. No, I was just going to say things like that to keep in mind. Yeah, for sure. Now on the side of doing it yourself, is that something that you have to, you know, at that point you would have to know how to use Illustrator. You would have to know how to, you would have to have like an artistic bone in your body or are there ways to design a logo yourself without even being artistic whatsoever? Well, one of the things that I sometimes tell people is, you know, ideally when you have a logo, you want to have something that has an image component to it, whether it's like a separate thing that sits to the side or if you're like Google and you just sort of make your business name look a little artsy. However, if you're just starting out and you don't have the money for a professional and you don't have the time or ability to sort or patience to try and do something yourself, logos can still just be like words. So I'm not saying just open word and like type in your business name and call it your logo, but you can start out without having a picture component to it. So if you have Photoshop or something like it, you could play around with the fonts on there because those tend to be a little more stylized see if you find something that'll work for you and just use that in the short term. And then down the road, when you have the money or ability, you can go to somebody and have them add to it, draw differently as a design. Um, the other thing is too, as an in-between choice, you can always try to go to a local art school and see if you can find um, somebody who's got a good portfolio as a student who's interested in local design and maybe get something from them that would still be better than what you could do yourself, but not as much as if you say, go out and flat out hire a professional who's in the business for a while. Mm. Um, because it'll help the student add to their portfolio and you'll probably get a bit of a discount since they're a student. They're not going to obviously charge you the same as they would as a seasoned professional. Um, and if you don't want to hire them for the image component, you could hire them just for like, Hey, I just need like a good looking font type, logo because that should take them less time than if you're doing like revision after revision on an image which is more subjective and sometimes harder to nail down yeah totally totally um so let's say someone decides to start working on stuff themselves and they're getting help from you and the different things that you put together how much are they still going to be looking at spending to get their stuff together outside of what they spend uh like for consultation from you or, or from your learning materials. Uh, if you want to DIY stuff after that, is it basically free or like you still need uh, some tools that are going to, to cost you uh, like quite a bit of money anyways, that it kind of like changes the scales as to whether or not you should hire someone to do it yourself. It just depends. I mean, um, I mean, if you're still going to be hosting your site somewhere, obviously you're going to still be paying Squarespace or whoever it is that you're using. Um, now, my, my website does have a free resource page, which is links to, um, except for some paid stock for so photography sites, there's free programs, free um, graphic design resources. Um, I want to stockpile lists that people can go to to find things that they could use for free or for relatively cheap. Um, but it just depends on where their business is at, 
what their goals are, what they're looking to do. It's hard. It's hard to say on just an overall general basis. It just depends on each client. Yeah. Do you often recommend that people try to start, uh, like you mentioned the thing about uh, maybe starting with a logo that's only a font and, and things like that. Like that sounds like pretty practical advice for some, for someone starting a business <laughs> that like they have no idea if they're going to be profitable yet or anything like that. That it's like maybe if you don't know these things yet or you know you don't know what your profit margins are, like maybe just try to do things cheaply right now and you can upgrade as, as time goes. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I think sometimes as business owners, we're just so overwhelmed with everything that we need to do. And then we're looking at all of these examples around us and we're like, oh, their website is so nice. Or like, oh, their branding is so nice. Or we've read all the articles line that tell us like, if you don't have a good logo, like you're doomed. And so there's all this pressure. And but really, there's some practical things that you can do just to take things in steps and you'll probably totally be fine. Yeah, yeah. What uh? Do you have any recommendations in terms of somebody going with Squarespace versus Wix is getting pretty popular now versus people going with good old-fashioned WordPress? Any, any thoughts on any of that? I will say cautionary word about WordPress. Um, every time I hear WordPress, I cringe, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I've I've overseen a couple of sites with WordPress, and WordPress is it can get hacked. So I, 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 from my personal experience, it's not one that I professionally recommend. I know it's wildly popular because it's easy to use, especially for people who don't have any web design experience. It wouldn't be my first choice. Um, now, say, now, having said that, if you're, if you're a listener right now and you have a WordPress site, don't freak out. <laughs> Please don't freak out. But if you're, um, if you're just in the beginning and deciding where to go, I would try to steer away from WordPress. It's um, It can get hacked. And also if you down the road want to hire a designer to like customize it, it's not the easiest thing to work with. So you might end up paying a little more for that customization just because that work for us can be a little bit tedious. It's funny to hear you say all that because I recently had someone on the show that was talking about SEO and she was obviously all for WordPress just because of like the more advanced analytics that you can get on WordPress uh, versus something like Squarespace. So my website is, is done with Squarespace. And uh, to the story that you told at the beginning um, about Linda, who, uh, who referred you, who was having it like, you know, wasn't able to get her Squarespace site the way that she wanted it until you stepped in and, and helped her uh, pick out the right template and things like that. If you have something like a Squarespace, though, wouldn't you, I guess, be a little bit more hampered uh, in terms of just overall creativity versus with something like WordPress? Are you are you more or less like limitless in terms of how you want to code that or how you want to design it? WordPress will probably give you more flexibility in your design. Um, it just depends on what your uh, goals are or what your uh, focus is, like right. where you what's more important to you. Um, but having said that in regards to what you said about the analytics, like Google analytics is free to anybody. So anywhere they get, lets you add a line, all you do is add a line of code on your website somewhere with your Google ID, you can track everything, um, just the same. I know. It's so. pretty creepy. <laughs> <laughs> But yet awesome. At yeah, the same time. totally, totally, totally awesome. 
Chen, do you have any recommendations in terms of websites that people can use for sort of inspiration to help them uh, get design ideas um, or website ideas or branding ideas or anything like that? Uh, yeah, so the first thing is, is I would think about the sites that you frequent on a daily basis because chances are there's ones that you hit that you're, you really like or you're impressed with. Um, and so take note of those because you've been on them quite often. And make a note of what exactly you like about them so that you can use those things, try to transfer that to your own website. Um, the other thing is there's other websites out there that actually highlight award-winning websites. There's one, I think that's called like webawards.org. Webawards um, some of them can get a little fancy, but they give you really good ideas on ways that you can do stuff on your site. Um, and even sites like Squarespace or Wix, if you're using them or not using them, just looking at their templates, because they try to keep their templates pretty simple, can give you ideas about, oh, this is how I can lay my content out versus the way I have it now. Or, you know, I really like the way they did their photo gallery, things like that. Yeah, for sure. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and start to wind this thing down here, Jen. If, uh, if you could, I, I guess, give some advice for what types of people you think would do better off trying to DIY stuff themselves versus like people that might be better off just go ahead and hiring somebody? Like, What would be the pros and cons, I guess, in either camp that, that you kind of steer people towards the camp that maybe they should go for? Well, when you're deciding between hiring a professional or doing it yourself, it really comes down to two things. It's one, it's budget, which is the obvious item. And the second thing is control. So depending on your personality, depending on your current business situation or the time that you have allocated to work on your business, just really think about, okay, here's here's my budget, but also here's what I'm willing to to give up control on or I need control on. So for example, when you're looking at your website and you're saying, do I want to hire a professional or do I want to you know, do something like Squarespace where I know that I'm going to have full control over my updates, changes like 365, 24-7, or am I okay with having a slightly more professional, customized design, but you know, maybe I'm going to have to send my updates to the web designer because the way they coded my site, I can't do my updates myself. So I think it just really comes down to factoring in what you're trying to achieve and also what you're willing to give up or able to give up control over. Yeah, for sure. If somebody is saying to themselves, well, that sounds like crap because I just want all of it. I want to have like the best stuff and I want to have full control over it. Uh, what, what do you, what do you then, think is the option for that person? Then they need to come over into my Facebook group and my <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sources and get help. They need to get on Headspace and start meditating way more often because yes. <laughs> life is going to be disappointing for them. Yeah, there's no one-all-fit solution, but... Um, Definitely get educated cool. as much education as you can. Cool. Well, uh, normally I finish episodes by asking for like a piece of advice. Uh, this whole episode is basically been nothing but advice. Is there any like final words of wisdom that you would like to leave people off with? I, like I said before, it's 
overwhelming when you're facing all of this stuff. So my one piece of advice is, is like a lot of things in life, just take it one step at a time. And remember, it's business. It's always fluid. So, you know, you start off and just get that snowball rolling. And if you need to make changes down the road, you can make them. Like just because you design something one way doesn't mean that it can't change the next day. Totally, so, totally. I myself changed my logo like two weeks after I launched my podcast or something. So anyone that in the first two weeks like that was listening to the show, they're just like, so I guess that show I used to listen to is gone now because I don't recognize this logo. I don't know what's happening. So yeah, it's all good. Jen, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. If you could tell everyone one last time where your website is so where people can get uh, all those materials that you're making, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. They can visit my website at designforthebusinessmind.com. And there's a free resources tab where they can get that uh, free e-guide that I mentioned earlier. And uh, there's a link to my Facebook group that they can join if they would like to get some more help from me or from other people who are facing the same challenges. Cool. Love it. Awesome. Jen, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hey, everyone. It's Blake. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. If you did, I would appreciate it so much if you considered leaving a review for the show on iTunes. I swear it'll only take like two minutes. Um, Just search for the show on iTunes, click on it, click on ratings and reviews. You can leave a quick review um, or just uh, keep listening to the show. I appreciate that as well. Or tell a friend about the show or something. And if you have any ideas for the show, if you have a particular job or hobby that you would like to hear interviewed on the show, if you yourself think that you do something interview worthy and you would like to tell the world about what this job or hobby is that you have, head on over to halfhourintern.com. There's a link right there at the top that says submit your ideas and you could submit your ideas for the show be them uh, somebody else that you would like me to interview a particular field that you would like to hear about or even if it is you yourself that would like to come on the show thanks so much for listening you guys